Welcome to the trials and tribulations of a 40-something. My name is Amanda and my main goal with this podcast is to share other people's journey. How they face challenges and struggles but yet turn their lives around. If this can give another person a sense of hope that they can do the same and move forward in a positive way, well then I am fulfilling my goal. Today I am joined by Heather who shares her emotional story about her holistic journey on finding her daughter Penny after a mystery illness. When it comes to our kids we will move heaven and earth but when it comes to the sixth sense of a mother she is rarely wrong and Heather talks about trusting your gut instinct when it comes to your child's health. Hello. Heather. Yes, we're connected. <laughs> the joys. This is it's pretty much the same conversation I have with every person that has joined me so far. It's like <gasps> no, it's technology. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the first time I've ever used this app. My friend was roaring with laughter there. Now she just goes, Oh, Heather Cunningham is doing podcasts. <laughs> Maybe that's a sign. Well, I like to chat, Amanda. I can tell you that much, so it's all right. Well, there you go. That's maybe a new thing that you can just add to the list that is already endless is to endless. start a wee podcast. Yes. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm enough. Well, I'm enough to have. I'm Jack of three, all trades, master of none. Oh, that sounds a bit like myself. Um, but Heather, welcome. Thank you first and foremost for um, sharing your story with me. Um, I'm very privileged to have to say um Heather is the person behind the page Finding Penny and this is her journey and her family's journey um after their little girl Penny uh, had a mystery illness so if we go back kind of back way back <laughs> Heather and just talk me through well I'll just, I'll talk to you 2018. So, okay. Yeah. 2018, I was living the dream. Um, you know, had Penny in 2016 and mm-hmm. married boy and girl, as they call it, the gentleman's family in Northern yeah. Ireland. And yeah. 2018, I was living the dream. I had a beautiful toddler girl, a lovely little four year old little boy, and had been just to Canada visiting my sister. Back full time teaching, had a wonderful child minder, living the dream. And then something was to come very dark in 2019 to wipe that dream away. And 2019 started off with a nightmare beginning to unfold. That I had a wee bit of sense in 2018 something wasn't right. And you know, man, you're a mummy as well. You, when you give birth to these children, you give birth yeah. to this mysterious. A biblical cord that never ever leaves, and yeah. you've got psychic powers that you never mm-hmm. thought you would have. Yeah, and there was just something in the air, something that was making me think, "I'm not happy here. Something's just about to go," and I couldn't put my finger on it. And um, I saw her little legs get weak, and of course, you do the usual. You go to the health visitor. Health visitor tells you, "Oh, it's just a wee habit," but you're still going, mm, "Just not happy." My gut's oh. telling me something else. And you're scared to tell everybody else, even yeah. though you, the people in your head, you want to tell everybody, but you're like, what do you tell? And you're like, if I tell people, this might come true. Maybe if I don't tell anybody, it'll not come true. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just a figure in my imagination. So told my husband, and he didn't see what I saw until then. He started to look closely and he goes, no, I think you are right. There is something not right. And me and my husband are two for a jobs that make this quite, you know, synchronicity. I'm a home economics teacher, child development health and social care teacher for the last 14 years okay and my husband's a special needs coordinator we're working the same school so we've got a good background of things with yeah things right so but january 2019 the ship hit the fan mm-hmm. uh, and what i could just say is my penny disappeared and not only now did i see it but the whole world saw it um my child minder phone one day in an absolute panic and goes Penny doesn't know how to walk over the bridge at her mum and dad's um, jungle gym thing. And I went, 
and this is happening this is actually happening so you just don't know what to do you know your child's standing beside you and the next minute she's falling like a piece of dirt on the ground and I thought what only I could think was there's something happened to her brain has she got a brain tumor I don't know so you reach out you go to the people that you think you've been told all your life that are going to help you yeah and you go to your GP because you thought maybe it was a hearing problem. So you go down there and you're told, oh, look, I can see the good things and see the bad things. I refer you to paediatrician. But life started to spiral out of control. Um, February 2019 was absolutely horrific. And my little girl was getting weaker and weaker by the day. She was losing weight. She lost all her skills. Her voice disappeared. Um, um, her core couldn't set up. She just could only sit in a pram and I finally went to the GP and I said, you need to get me to hospital ASAP. So we got admitted into hospital in February 2019 and that was the scariest drive going, going, am I mad? Are they going to turn around to me and say, I'm absolutely schizo that I've made this all up mm-hmm. in my head and there's nothing wrong with this little girl and I'm seeing. But when I went in, my all my fears were confirmed and um, they went, yeah, we see what's happened here. Your child needs an urgent MRI. Okay. So you kind of think, right? That's good. I'm on a hit. I, you know, I'm going to get help here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a born fixer. I fix everything, and I'm going to fix it. And they're going to fix it. And then six weeks passed, and the urgent MRI, MRI, which you think, you think urgent is going to be, yeah, yeah. but urgent was uh, six weeks. So that's a long six weeks. So you'd know nothing for those six weeks of nothing. telling you one thing or another? Nothing. Nobody talking down to me, nothing. So I'm sitting with this oh. little girl, still functioning, went into my work, crying my heart out because I've been there for so long and says, I don't know how I'm going to cope. I think I have to leave. And everybody supported me. Everybody, the boss goes, right, we're going to take one day at a time. My child manager says, we're going to do one day at a time. We're going to see how we get on. And you just hold out that somebody's going to give you an answer. You know, and then yeah. everybody's holding out yeah, you're going to get a wee plan, don't worry. But all grand, we'll, we'll keep going. Remain positive, remain positive. positive. Remain. Yeah. And then in March, we had 2019, we finally got the MRI. We're supposed to get a lumbar puncture. And then in the middle of the MRI, me and my husband turned around and goes, when's lumbar puncture happening? Oh, there is no lumbar puncture on the sheet. <sighs> Fuck. So you're like, Fuck, this is the thing that could identify so MRI came back clear and I realised there's something came down from I don't know what man I've always believed in God yeah. brought up in a very very heavenly Christian family always had a quite a belief haven't always lived the Christian values but you know um, you had your faith there's always a faith there and something just downloaded for me I went I'm not going to get help where I think I'm going to get help this is going to be I need to go and search my own things mm-hmm so I then retraced from the year beforehand. Penny had took a virus from 14 months, which I wasn't happy about. And I started to remap the year before and I started to go, hold on a minute. That was when her legs started to take weeks straight after that. Okay. So just the usual thing, I phoned. And of course then, because the MRI had showed nothing, we were then put into a genetic, absolute, horrific tornado, I could just tell you. <laughs> we were we were sent to neurology in Belfast where we walked in and the man was not what I expected in neurology and I come from a very farming family where you know you were we country bunkins you know you always respected teachers doctors everyone yeah. you know they're so much better than you and you yes. know nothing yeah and if the they tell you something, if you they tell you something you have to listen to them yeah and you know expect these people and I walked in and I went this is not what I expect this top neurologist person to be he was a scatterbrain he was unorganized and he had no idea and he just plucked something out of the you know he said oh I see autism and I went hold on a minute we work with children you know the signs my child is falling to the ground here her core has gone and then the next thing a gift from God happened my penny went underneath her pram and brought me a wee lunchbox and handed it to me Okay. and I turned around to my husband and I said "Did, did you see this (laughs) <laughs> see this and then the neurologist goes to me and you're never going to believe this and you're uh, you're uh people are listening and the neurologist goes to me does she look you now i says she's my daughter of course she does <laughs> well then it, it can't be autism 
it has to be something else. So he went in my child for me and started measuring her head. And then the next thing he comes out was, that within 10 minutes, I jumped from another. I believe it's such and such. No, I don't talk about the diagnosis because I'm a bit like black magic. As soon as you talk about something that comes Yeah, it's sort of, yeah, yeah. I didn't what talk you put about out it. There and I don't want to talk about it because there is children out there that has this condition. And I feel it's unfair for me to talk about it whenever somebody has had this. And I said to him, what's the prognosis? And he goes, we don't talk about that now. I said, but you've just told me my child's going to have this. I need to know what the situation is. I need to know the future. Like the old Heather needed to know where what she was doing tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Heather, I'm getting frustrated and she's not even my daughter. And I'm sitting going, I fucking want to pull him over the table. Well, and then he goes to me, I go, you know, this daughter, child needs OT, speech therapy, what, you know, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get that organised. I'll see you in three months. And let us out to the car park. Now, my husband turned around to me and I turned around to him and I go, she doesn't have that yet. And he goes, I am so glad you said that because I know she doesn't either. So that took us a year and 10 months before we cleared that off that child's medical care. And no one did any further testing for her. I had a fight. Neurology never looked at her. I had a fight to get into CDC to access care. That took me to the end of May. And then had a fight to get to infectious diseases to see if there was any eviction. That took me to the end of September. <sighs> and that took me a year and 10 months. And only by the grace of God, I got guided by a whole pile of angels around me. Because uh-huh. I tell you, it's much Amanda, my voice disappeared. I disappeared like Penny. 2019, I couldn't even function. I couldn't even speak to my closest family or friends. I didn't answer the phone. I didn't know what to say every time I spoke. And I even has, when I speak today, my voice freezes about it. And I couldn't speak. The words wouldn't come out. So I went to my work every day and I functioned. Because that's what you do. You put on a mask. Do you think there was, sorry, because yeah. talking, Heather, do you think there was a part of when you're saying that you lost your voice? Do you think there was a part of because for so long you had been shouting to get somebody to listen to what you were saying that you felt... No one is fucking listening to what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I just felt I was lost. I was so lost. I was like her. I had disappeared. We 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 followed a similar thing. And I just was lost. And I started meet all these strangers in my path. And I'll write, a, I'll write a book because honestly, I wouldn't even get an hour in the podcast today. But all these angels kept coming into me and going, if you don't tell, the mother doesn't tell, yeah. the child won't tell. Yeah. And I thought that was a little rubbish. Catch go. If the child just heals, I'll heal. But I didn't realize. But it's the other how, way around. <laughs> I didn't realize how important it was, and luckily I was guided to. And I know you had her on Lee Telford a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we I started. I never knew what Lee was. I never even met Lee. And it's funny this podcast because I met Lee two years ago on the second of April. Uh-huh. And of course, I phoned everybody looking for Penny, but most people go to me. No, we'll go and see you. And I was like, yeah. Why do you need to see me? You need to see this child. <laughs> and I started to get monthly sessions with Lee. And if I hadn't seen Lee monthly sessions, I don't think I would be here today. Yeah. And she was the one at the end of September or November 2019 says, you need to get writing about this. And she says, do you need to tell people what you're doing, what you're going through? Yeah. And I was so scared. So, so scared. What if I put my my life on? And I didn't tell any of my friends. I put this like fake picture of a mother and a child. And I didn't tell them. And I just, on a Anonymously, just started type writing, and of course, everybody found out, <laughs> and I freaked out. <laughs> and it was the only way I could communicate. But people were so angry—not angry, but my family—they were so used to me because before this, I was Heather, center of attention, party yeah. organizer, yeah. full of beans, and they didn't know this new girl, and I didn't know her, and I was just no. Two thousand nineteen, I was so lost. So lost. And then at the end of 2019, we realized we weren't getting an answer from the medical work. And I decided one day in December, I just said, I need my little girl leads me and I need my little girl. And I just mm-hmm. walked out of work. And I just walked home and I skipped her for the child minders and I just skipped her in my arms and I went, I'm going to fix you. If nobody else is going to fix you, I'm going to bloody fix you. So, of course, your mother's I, love, huh? Yeah, decided in 2019 that I was going to, that was the end, 2020 was me going to take off work. Had, I'd even decided that I was never even going to go back. 
I'm like, this was the career that I, from I was three years of age, I wanted to be a teacher mm -hmm. all my life. And all of a sudden it was being taken away from me, you know, and by no fault of my own. And of course, 2020, there was me, guns blazing, speech therapy, physio, OT. Mm -hmm. What happens March 2020? <sighs> In COVID. Yeah, COVID. And then I have to become a home, I have to become a homeschooler for my six-year-old son. And you're thinking, holy fuck, is there a, right, okay, can I just have a wee bit of a break? just so that I can kind of get my head above water for a wee while. So um, I call my life like the yellow brick home, really yellow brick road, finding my way back home. And it's about me and Penny trying to find her way home. And that's all we want is her voice to come back and her body to come back. So I just thought, fuck, you know what? Plot twist. That's yeah. plot twist. And you know what? It was actually the happiest time of her life because... We got to shut, uh, shut up all the world. Yeah. We got to hide where I wanted to hide because I wanted to hide under a rock. I wanted to save my little girl from the gox when she fell. Like when mm -hmm. I went to the park, I have these old, you know, older women, like my mother. Oh, that wee and school, hurt herself. Look at that wee wee and oh my God. And they didn't realize that how difficult it was for me to get that child to walk every day because I needed to practice walking more. Yeah. Like, I was going to build her. But you know what we're like over here? Oh, she's going to fall. She's going to hurt herself. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't cope. So, see, disappearing from the world was the best thing. You're saving ever. grace. I didn't have to. Cause 2019, I made up every excuse possible not to go to any family functions, any mm -hmm. parties, anything that I could get out of. I didn't attend. And 2020, I no longer had to do an excuse because COVID was there. I couldn't go to anywhere. Nobody could go. It was taken out of your control. And we started to be a family. And my husband came off work as well. And as he said, he says, he never knew what maternity leave was like. He worked, he had maternity leave for two days with us. Mm -hmm. So he never knew what it was like to be at home with our kids. Because we've just always worked. And we really enjoyed it. And I started then to go, do you know what? If I'm not going to get therapy from the trust, I'm going to look outside the box. Yeah. And finally, something came over me in May 2020, and I finally opened up, and I finally found my voice a wee bit, and I finally put up a Facebook post on my own private Facebook, and most people didn't even know what was going on with us. I covered it so well, and that's what most people do. Yeah. You cover your problems, and you put a mask on, and you smile, and I put up a post, and I just said, in 2020, my little girl's, or 2019, my little girl's voice disappeared, and so did mine. And... 2020 I intend to both find our voices again and I'm fed up hiding behind a problem that won't go away overnight but I'm determined to do everything to get her back and by good luck this girl from Australia who was from Northern Ireland contacted me who was a physio and by God's will said I'm going to give you physio or I'm going to give you OT every Tuesday night um it was 10 o'clock for her and it was 10 o'clock in the morning for me yeah and she gave me every week me and her got on the phone and she gave me instructions what to do wow and Penny started sitting on a chair Penny started playing with toys again the wealth of knowledge that girl gave me for 12 weeks was unbelievable um for me never returning to work out of nowhere this girl contacted me he was a nanny he was looking for a job again and said that she wanted to come to work for us and I went, what? What? <laughs> what? So when I finally opened up and, and I reached out, up, yeah. my, the abundance came rather than, and if I could pass anything, we're told Northern, don't tell people, don't tell anything yeah. your problems because everybody will talk about you. Yeah. I hid for 2019. I got nobody. I was scared. I was alone. I was frightened. I was, I'm going to be quite honest, I was suicidal. I was mm -hmm. lost. If anybody could turn me away from the world, I would have. Because I couldn't fix this. And 2020, I started to open up and go, do you know what? This has happened to me. I, I can't go back. I can't fix it. But sure of hell, I will try my hardest to make the most out of it. And the I never had really had help because both our families are quite aged. And I'm the youngest of five. So we late one. So my <laughs> mom and dad are both in their 70s. You know, uh -huh. and we've never known what it's like to have family input. So... And May, I thought, you know what, this girl, I'm going to get this girl to come one day a week, even for me just to disappear for a walk. I haven't had a walk in 
a year on my own. And the girl came into our house and she goes, yeah, that's fine. So I returned to work. The thing that I thought was going to be taken away from me. And then in August, I then ended up with a nanny. And I was like, what, what, why did this happen? How did, how did my life turn into something, you know, after going through so much tragedy, this is actually working out now for me. And we then found a neuro rehab physio that I didn't think existed in Northern Ireland and November there. And all of a sudden my penny now is out of a pram and no longer needs to be pushed around in a pram. Wow. There's a lot more I've done, but I'm not going to go into all of that. <laughs> but, but it is mad how, like just as you're saying there, sometimes we suffer so much in silence because we don't want to, whether it is ask for help, whether it is that kind of, oh my God, no, I don't want people to know or what, whatever the reason behind it is. And then whenever you do actually reach out, how then you don't feel so alone anymore. Obviously, the medical end of things, that's still, I still can't get my head around that, the frustration of that. But I think it's just our world. And I think that's the problem. It's the same as me and they always say, you're brought up with these fairy tales. You know, you read Disney, you're going to meet your Prince Charming. (laughs) There's Prince Charming out there. It's the same. You're brought up as a child. If you're sick, you're going to get fixed by a doctor. Yeah. And they're only human like us. Yeah. And, also, a lot of things nowadays are not in a, a book. You know, a lot of things are undiagnosed. And I think we've become too reliant on people. And I think when it doesn't get fixed by the people we expect, we then don't know what to do. Yeah, and sometimes we take it as, you know, we take it as, like, whether it's doctors or whatever that tell you, right, no, there's nothing to be done. You kind of take it them at their word whenever there is probably whenever you do as what you have done whenever you start to look out and say right well okay and that's what you have said but I'm going to go and do my own research yeah and like as my mother always said whenever I was a child if you give me an inch I would have took a mile yeah you know and (laughs) I was always defiant and I think that's that's really triggered me and I've had to do a lot of inner child work Uh over this last year um because I was always known as wee Heather you know, what is our wee heller? No. You know, <laughs> I come from outside Derry and, you know, it's our wee heller. And, you know, for m- my older siblings to look at me, divine medical people and doing my own thing and going to homeopathy remedies, they thought I was all off my rocker. Do you know? We heathers know, lost the plot. <laughs> are we, are, what is our wee heller? No, our, our heller knows nothing. God, this is her all over again. And but you Heather know, knew plenty. I had to go and search. And see yeah. when you go and search. Yeah. There's always an answer. There's always something out there better. I can't believe the stuff that I have found. Other people can't. And then that's kind of some of the reason why I talk about it on Finding Benny. And I also talk about the things that we believe and trust in aren't always what we should believe and trust in either as well. Um, exactly. I feel like sometimes I sound like I'm the biggest ranter on, but I'm not. I'm just like trying to say... I always would affect people come to me with their problems. I would always be the first person on the internet and Google them or like find the product. Yeah. And then whenever it came to my door and I couldn't fix it. And I was so devastated around me that everybody that I thought would help and fix, they didn't know what to do. Yeah. And there was, I, I, I did go through grief and anger and, you know, I did get welled up. Life is still not pretty. I'm not going to tell you that it's perfect. And I have a little girl who's singing and dancing. But I have a little girl that I can walk into the shop now with. You know, I just said to my friend there now, like, I used to beg for the days that I could just get in the car with my two kids and go for a walk. Mm-hmm. I've only recently got doing that. That's took me four years. Whereas other people have that within the 18 months of a champion board. It's took me four years before I could actually take my two kids for a good walk without needing a pram, without needing carried, without needing put in a trolley without having severe fatigue mm-hmm. I'm only getting there and Heather is there are you any the wiser as to what, what well I told my reason? friend there now we're just laughing the way down I says I feel like me and Penny it's a bit like Tom and Jerry <laughs> we're from the big cat uh-huh. right and every time we go to see a different big cat they try to catch the mice okay and we've defied the cat twice with two conditions that they tried to put tried to trap the mouse with yeah so 
Aqua will still be going around and they're dying to get a wee label. <laughs> I'm dying it, sometimes it is about the label, isn't it? People and just I want tried, It's like life. Yeah. You know, we all like, we all, at this world we live in, we need a label to defy us. But my thing is, the label's not going to fix us. The label only boxes us. And I don't want my child in a box. Yeah. Don't want her in a mousetrap, to be honest. All I want her is to live freely like everybody else. And I want her to roam like a cat rather than being stuck in a mousetrap. And uh, I do think, yeah, just what you, like what you're saying there, whenever the label is put on, it does, it's as if then, right, okay, I have been told I have got X, Y, Z. And then you, you sort of become stifled in that, oh, well, because I have X, Y, Z, that means I can't do whatever. Yeah. And I don't want that. No. And, you know, she did take something more brain. And I have no doubt about that. But because nothing's on the MRI, we can't, pr- we can't really put a label on it. But my thing is, why don't we give her therapy? Why don't we try and make her better? Why yeah. don't we push her to the best that she possibly can? Like, you know, she might not be quoting Latin, but she could walk in a straight line and, you know, be able to talk again. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. You know, this little girl was normal. As far as I'm concerned, I'd give birth to the most beautiful healthy little baby garden who was fully functioning, singing in the bath, singing Wilson the Bus doing the actions. Yeah. And all of a sudden in January 2019, that was wiped away. And for anybody to tell me that my child was born broken, I don't believe them because I gave birth to her. I held her arms. I held her for nine months. You know. Yeah. I You know your own child. You oh, know it. Yeah, you do. And it's, it's an, as I say, your gut feeling, your instinct... But was it like whenever you're kind of looking back at whenever then she did take sick, you know, the way you said you knew there was just something not my first my first instincts was her legs. Her legs were started to take weak and she would just have fallen. You know, she would just stood happy as Larry singing. She used to sing Baby Shark all the time. Okay, And then next and was the happiest little girl in the world. Still is like they're not a day that she goes by. She's just a bit, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, and uh, and then her ankles started to take very weak. And um, was that after? You knew the way you said she had a virus. Yeah, that was after the virus. Oh, up to the virus, there was no complaints at all. Okay, it was. It wasn't until after the virus that I started to see things starting to like. It just was a slow onset. I couldn't say it was even like straight away. It was a slow, it was like every month just something twigged at me. Yeah. But I didn't really see the brain being really be affected till January 2019. And I don't think anybody else saw it. Mm. And then the chronic fatigue came in. And it was like, she couldn't have walked like distance without falling and continuously tired all the time. Like limp on my knee, just wanting to like doze all the time. And then she would have got burst of energy and then she would have been fatigued again. Wow. And it just was like, you know, like a pendulum. There was, it was like either going too fast or too slow. Okay. There was never like a stability of it. But we've got her back to that now, if you know what I mean. And yeah. she's, she finally can slow, walk slowly. Like she could never walk slowly. It was like a bit like a bicycle. She always like had to like run before her brain would allow her to go like fast pace. Right. And allow her to be stabilised. But now we're back with a lot of therapy. The last 12 weeks, we've been seeing a man in Belfast, Neuro Rehab. Uh-huh. And he was able straight away to tell me from looking at her exactly what I had said before I'd even told him. No way. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I suppose even in the last 12 weeks of of that there, are you oh, seeing a, a massive difference change in her? In her? Massive, massive difference in her. Uh, totally. And now we're starting private speech therapy again because you know again we the trust some of it's working but what you don't realize as well there's our trust our system is so overflowing there's not enough therapists there are not enough places for us to go mm. to places to get this therapy i feel so sorry for the people who work in healthcare because they're doing the best they can and i think one of the best books yeah. that i ever read was louise hayes and you know how to heal your life Love Louise, yeah. I, I remember read, reading that uh, book my years ago. School came to me. She saw me. I, I was basically just, I was not even functioning in work. You know, I was there in body, but not in mind. But it was the place, the only place yeah. that kept me sane. Yeah. And she came down one day and gave me the book and she says, 
you need to read this. And you know, the first chapter was mm-hmm. people are only doing the best they are, they are with the knowledge they have at the time. And that was yeah. the best thing for yeah. me because that made me stop feeling hurt and aggression. And because people are, you know, you can't get really angry, you can't get really annoyed, but people are only sometimes doing the best they, they know with the knowledge they know there and then. And they're kind of, do you know, when somebody's on the outside looking in, until they go through what you're going through or what somebody else has gone through, you, you, you try to understand, but you can't, and no one can really understand it unless they're actually in your shoes. And I think that's why I re- couldn't speak to people because I was so triggered by people's reaction. Like people could have just said one word and I would have lost, you know, like I remember one per- time mm-hmm. somebody said to me, do you not just think you need to accept it? And for a week, <gasps> I was traumatized. <laughs> But they didn't mean it like that. But for the week, I, yeah. me because I thought, do they think I'm mad? Do they look at me and think that I sh- this is this week or never going to be fixed? And like I, and that is my biggest trigger about me telling my story and finding Benny. You know, as to what other people think of me, and that's another thing that I've had to do a lot of healing about. You know, not to worry so much about everybody else. This is your life. People aren't living your life. Yeah, and you need to give away that ownership of what people think of you because they're not walking in your shoes every day yeah and at the end of the day Heather people are always going to I've said this many times people are always going to have an opinion about what somebody does but as a mummy and as a mother that's the same thing obviously you when it comes to your I had said this earlier as well that about how people experience you know challenges and obstacles and all the rest but, but whenever that is it when it involves your child you will leave no. no stone unturned. You will do whatever it takes to improve whatever, but, you know, the challenge is or whatever the, the sickness and or I whatever think that's it a big may problem be. in the world today. A lot of social media, a lot of people, experts have tried to wipe away our intuition, you know. And I could have been weak. I could be sitting in a totally different place. I could have accepted that thing two years ago. And you know what? I could see where we could have maybe been living that life. But I didn't want that life. Mm-hmm. And for me, people go to me, how you do it? How you... I want a future. I, I don't just see today. I see 10 years down the line, you know. I see, mm-hmm. you know, after this, maybe going to Disneyland. I don't want to be going with a child for a winter. I want to be walking around with a child, you know. People, I, 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 to me, it's what's my future. That's what I want to look at. It's not about today. I don't care how tired I am today. You know, tomorrow will be better if I work a wee bit harder today. And it's Penny's future as well. And as I said, it's the knowing, right, okay, I tried this. If that didn't work, so I'm going to try something else. And if that doesn't work, well, then I'll, yeah, I'll try something always, else. People think too much. Oh, I'd be too scared. And I think to myself, well, why don't you? I've always been one that would try anything like that's my problem. No fear. <laughs> you know. Uh, and you know, <laughs> That's no bad thing. Why wouldn't you? Why don't you try things? What's going to hurt? Do you know what I mean? What's the yeah, worst, what's the that, worst could that can happen? It could be no worse than the situation that we were in. You know, and I haven't regretted anything I've done. If anything, I have loved it. I tell everybody it's like a PhD to do that I've done. Like I've done a thesis on yeah. alternative therapies and holistic therapies. And, you know, the person that I have become is a totally different person who I was in 2019, 2018, even before this. You know, I was always running, doing things for everybody else. I was always, you know, needed to be in the middle of things I don't need to be that person anymore you know no. I am quite happy now just to be me and you know to go and do things for myself whereas I always put everybody else first and I think um as something else I would talk about when it comes to women and mothers in particular the the putting yourself first is like oh god no I can't be doing that but you touched on it at the start that mommy has to totally. look after can't herself mommy Definitely not. And so many women and mums make that mistake that they think, like, obviously, there's always guilt attached to, you know, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Am I doing whatever? I think that goes hand in hand with being a mum. But it's the thinking, but that's really selfish because you know why you'll hear, oh, a, a mummy is, you know, she's always putting herself at the bottom. 
of the pile that would have been the way it was all down the years that's what you would have heard oh no as a mama you have to put yourself last no I can't I cannot get my head around that you you need if you're putting yourself last all the time you're fucking completely burning yourself out and you're of no no benefit to anybody I would say do you what this is so weird I always say to people I feel like Perry saved me because I was 35 when that hit and I was getting into that middle age you Uh know crept from 12 to 14 you know and I was you know yeah that was in my 30s when does the 14 creep to 16 in your 40s and then the 50s <laughs> the creeping from the 16 to the 18 you know and mm-hmm. I was looking in the mirror at a person that I didn't like anymore so I went and like I talked about myself as if it was bloody well 60 and I started getting into that middle age rut and you do you get into that and you know you, you lost your spark <clears throat> I lost me and if anything, this yeah. has kind of woke me up again. No, still, still in the fourteen, still not back into the twelve. That's the aim <laughs> for twenty twenty one. But I'm enough baller with Penny. Never mind me. But you know, that give me yeah. a look at me and go, I'm not happy here. Me, I need to fix me. And any, you know, and yeah. I started to settle. On, yeah, you do need to heal. You have a lot of crap you need to heal there because you have another 35, mm-hmm. 40 years ahead of you. And this yeah. turned maybe, and I always believe children are like messengers, and I always believe trauma or life yes. events bring you up to do change your life to shake it up. And if you, mm-hmm. I'm sure you speak to anybody, yeah. Amanda, anybody has changed their life, it's because of something traumatic that's happened in their life. Absolutely. And as much as yeah. it, it's been the crappiest thing ever to see your child sick, it probably yeah. has helped my marriage because. There's so many positives have come from a family and negative situations. How to mm-hmm. regulate my temper because I used to blow. Probably has learned me as well how <laughs> to stop worrying about things that you can't fix and to just surrender and trust. It's also told me to think outside the box. Um, you know, and so have you gone on a bit of a personal oh, development journey? Massive. Then I changed completely. Yeah, you know? and. You yeah. know, and without Penny going through the situation, I would never have done this. I never even knew, you know, what Lee's work was. I never knew what homeopathy was. Mm-hmm. I never knew all like the different alternative therapies. And it's really funny. Every time I go to take Penny to an alternative therapy, I end up going because they go, well, we need to give you a retouch as well. You know, so I get a monthly chiropractor. I get reflexology now. I go and get Recky. Recky. You know, love it all and I never realised your emotional body is just as much as important you're emotional you're spiritual and I probably neglected them because you're we're we're convinced that the physical body needs to be fixed but Heather I I it's I don't think people realise about all those other things until they have to know about all those other things it was just even when you're saying that they're like talking to Lee um, and she was saying about the physical body and the emotional body and the spiritual body and all that kind of stuff that we don't it's only whenever something maybe goes wrong that yeah. then you look into because you've had no reason to you just be bobbing along and but it's a, a whole, whole new, world. new world and it's a happier world if you don't want yeah. to be and I, I yes. always keep everybody going tools you need tools you know and what's your tool today <laughs> you know <laughs> you know, what's in your toolbox me and just go oh goodness what you said now if you know what I mean and uh, you know I'm back doing the job I loved I didn't get it ripped apart you know and ripped away from me I now have yeah. a nanny in the house who comes to my house so I'm no longer rushing out in the mornings trying to pack a bag put children in the car you know my children sit in their jammies peaceful somebody comes into her house you know not going to lie she does her washing as well you know well, but, sure, why not? But, you Jesus know, might as well. There was things that I, I, me and my husband are sitting going, how did we actually function before all this? You know, how did we actually do all this in 2019 on our own? And you, would you have been a, a person? No, you, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. Would you have been a person that had oh, to I'm be a in control, total control of everything? Complete, how did you guess? <laughs> so how the, did you guess? I'm not sure what gave it away. Country, complete control freak. <laughs> Absolutely needed to know where I was doing tomorrow. And you know what? For the first time ever, yeah. I didn't care anymore. Like, yes, I still like to be planned, but I have no idea where our future is next year. I have no idea. 
I now work in six months a year and that's my goals you know whereas I needed to know what we were doing next week what we you know every day date and I no longer need to know that you know it's funny you say that um about not knowing what lies ahead and um planning ahead or whatever I would have been the exact same and about six years ago I don't know if you'd heard me ever talking about this I had from a sore throat yep. I took strep A that turned toxic and my body went into toxic shock so I had to have yep. emergency surgery and um I would have been before that I would have been very much planning ahead needing to know what was happening and all the rest of it but as I was lying in high dependency I had to hand control over to other people like it just came from nowhere so I lost all that control and you see since that I I don't even I actually don't plan ahead now at all because in a matter of minutes my life was sort of hanging in the balance and it was like but sure I have no I have no control over what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day so number one I'm not going to get stressed about it okay there's some days I kind of maybe that slips a wee bit but I, I don't know there's something I don't know if it's in my deep rooted now in my subconscious that if I go to even think too far ahead I can feel myself get slightly yeah. overwhelmed no I so no, I'm like, I think no, that I'll just I go just, with you it know, like, me, you know like Perry's supposed to be going to school in September and you know I've been in education I'm refusing her to send her to school uh, you know because okay. I no longer see it as important to me what's important is her getting freedom getting out getting to the park I yeah. would love her to do another year in nursery you know to build her strength whereas uh-huh. beforehand the old me would be like oh she's just got four years of age she needs to learn learn to learn and it's no longer important to me yeah. you know things that used to be important to me aren't important anymore um, my Your priorities, priorities have, have changed, changed. Yeah. happiness uh, is more yeah. you know um, <laughs> I don't yeah. need even in work I find myself like I used to be like a stress bucket you know whereas now I'm just like you know it'll happen it always does it always works out and it always does and the more you stress yeah. about it sometimes the more things can get worse and I think in 2019 I spent so many times going to doctor appointments phoning doctors you know begging for appointments whereas now I'm the one that avoids the phone calls to them because I don't know <laughs> because so do you, are you now, like, uh, is the route that you're taking, is it more alternative yeah, well, kind of, of rather than... what happened COVID, we haven't really limited yeah. access, if you know what I mean, to anything. We did have a doctor's, we had an appointment with Great Ormond Street, but again, it just went the same. Because there's nothing on a blood test, nothing on, and this is what can happen in life. Sometimes you just can't yeah. find things. And you just have to surrender that that's the way it is and I just couldn't be bothered anymore fighting looking for anything you know as my my father says my I don't know my father my father's a 77 year old man <laughs> and I, the love of our life yeah for all of us and yeah um, he just turned around to me the other day and he goes whatever that way it's going to be that way it's going to be and I just thought you know what daddy <laughs> you're right and you know yeah. You gotta love your dad's words. Oh, my dad has got loads of words of wisdom, you know. And I thought, you know, he's so right. Why? You know, because they wanted to do a lumbar puncture on her. And I thought, no, you were supposed to do that two years ago. I'm not doing that. Not going back there. I have a child as healthy as I can get. I'm not going back there. I can't go back there. Then she just becomes a pincushion. And it's then just test after test after test after test. And it's torturous for you. It's torturous for her. She's healthy. Yeah, she's happy. That's... Okay. And they're the yeah, two things that I want. You know, the amazing. energy is back. The walking is back. The speech isn't back. But as everybody says, once she gets the back, she probably like her mother never shut her mouth. And they stress <laughs> that, that happens. Heather, maybe she's taken every chance she goes to talk. It's because everyone else well, is talking. Believe it or not, man, I didn't ah, talk. Here. I was over four. And that's my mother took me to the doctors, and I always laugh at this. And my oh, mother there said oh, there wasn't something right, and it was the same. Uh, everybody was talking for me, and you know, I think we yeah. worry too much nowadays. We listen to too much. We watch news. We look at social media, and we forget what's inside. And I think once I turned right away from the world, and I just believed what I believed, it made life so much easier and happier. Yeah, yeah and cheese. Probably 
you know, thriving off you and Sam O'Reilly's, you know, when I have, I'll tell you the worst thing that happened to me, and this really gave me a wake up call. uh, November 2019, this was just, I think, the week before I stopped work, and I sat on the kitchen. And my husband used to say, he came home every night, and I'd be sitting in floods of tears. And he didn't know what to do. And you know what men are like with emotional women, they don't know what to do. (laughs) And he would have said, What's wrong? And I would have said, Nothing. And then he would have got annoyed because I was crying and I wouldn't tell. And one day I just was standing, mm-hmm. and this was the usual occurrence in our house in 2019. I came home from work, life was shit, pennies falling everywhere, and I just used to sit and cry, making the dinner. And yeah. Riley came in one night, and I sat in the dinner, t- and sat, I sat at the table, sat in the kitchen, and I just cried like a baby. And I said, No one yeah. cares. And that wee joke came up to me, and he pulled me, and he goes, But Bobby, I care about you. And there was a light bulb went off my head and goes, Heller, you need to wise up. You're going to make two kids sick here. Well, just one. And see him just saying that to me. Oh. Just stopped me there and then. I thought, wake up. You have everything you want here. Yes, it's not perfect. But you have everything. I've always wanted to be a mummy. Ever since DNR and a guy yeah. I remember I used to play with my dolls. And I had it. Yes, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But I had everything I wanted. And he made me realise that life was worth living for and that there was people that cared and I needed to stop being that person, stop seeing always the dark. And yeah. if it hadn't been for his work, that was what he light. said to me, but I care. And just him saying that, and a thousand people could have said that to me, but because... It but it's not the same. It's not the same the as your son. he could say that to me at six years of age, I thought, wise up, wake up, Heather, catch yourself on, and let's get over this. You can work with it. Well, you were saying about um, the perfect um, family and all that kind of... I was reading a wee post that you put up there about how, yeah, you had the perfect family, the wee boy and the wee girl, and then... But now, it's still perfect, but it's just a different it's kind of perfect. It's just not perfection. And I think that's what we live. We live in this false yeah. world. And I think that's what, what I wanted yeah. my social media to be. Because you see all these bloggers, these influencers, and they look picture perfect, and these mums, and fair play to them. But I'm not like that. I call a spade a spade. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I'd rather be, I can't put on a mask. And I was putting on a mask in 2019. And it wasn't me. And then Fighting Pennies really allowed me just to be me. Allowed me to talk the way I talk, you know. And allow me to speak my mind without people telling me what to say, what to do. That's not right. And it's just the way I feel. Uh, I think it's so refreshing whenever you do because and I know I even have talked about it as well when you go on social media sometimes and it's not that you're wanting to see people's shit and go oh my my life is this my life is that it's not that it's that you you want to see it the realness and I know Instagram or stories or Facebook or whatever it's a snippet of somebody's life but so I prefer myself and like the sounds the same what you're saying I like to see the real life the good the bad the ugly not because I said I want to see somebody's struggles but it's maybe maybe it's from a selfish point of view because then it makes me feel as if oh fuck right okay not everybody no. has and I have met get. so many amazing friends over Instagram mummies who are in the exact yeah. same situation with conditions that are supposedly uncurable like I have a good friend mm-hmm. in New Zealand I have a girl in England I have a girl in America and see the wealth of knowledge wow. that we have, you know, shared between us. Like I would put up maybe something and they would be like, oh, that's amazing. How do you do that? And then I would do, they would do something and I'd be like, oh my goodness, yeah. where'd you get that? That would be phenomenal, you know. And the skills that I have found and the professionals and the people that I have accessed worldwide. Like I did a physio with an, um, a man in New York. Never been in New York in my life, but here me and this man having a good old chat. <laughs> in the middle of my, you know, living room. There I made friends, but I have to give Claire from Learn Street Play because I know she will listen to this, you know. Um, I can yeah. see her every night, every Tuesday night, and I ended up my husband give off. He goes, it's not even a bloody therapy. You do therapy 20 minutes, and then you two said, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, ah, like, two hours later, two hours later, hours later I need to get to bed here. And, ah. you know, we became the best <laughs> friends then. And, you know, she's my biggest supporter. I never knew that girl last year. And she's my biggest supporter now. Isn't it crazy how people do come in? Like, you would never think you'd be going, how the fuck can you end up with somebody who is, you know, 
uh, who will support you and encourage you I somebody that you've never, never met, met. But the, it's, it's crazy. my struggles, which was the best. She knew, she said, and she was right. She said she was a physio or an OT when she was in Northern Ireland. And she thought when she was here, she was doing the best she But then when she went to Australia, she realised, oh my goodness, look at this, this over here. What was I doing in Northern Ireland? I'm mortified. And, you know, but, you know, and she got it. She understood. Where did it come from? Oh, it's it's just it's all apologies. The car just did you go off like did you go off on someone to understand what you're going through? Yeah, means more than somebody doesn't, and somebody that maybe tries to help you and then says something so inappropriate. And you're and I've been there, I've been the person that puts the foot in it, you know, and you can do more damage than it's worth. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, and that's the thing sometimes we don't even want people to have the answers as such we just want them to maybe listen and then say people who have actual experience of going through what you're going through can just say two words yeah. that make you think like what oh, some of the best heard. That, uh, some I'm of the best things heard. that I got and that's all good people when you're going through grief is someone buying me a coffee and leaving it with my local coffee shop and just going there's for Heather not even talking to me just paying for a coffee <laughs> And leaving it at the coffee shop, and me coming to the coffee, and they're going, that's from such and such. Uh, they're the best presents. Rather, somebody called my house and sympathizing me that my life is yeah. awful, and oh, I can't believe you're going through this. I didn't want that. And I know that was horrible because that's what some people wanted to no. do for me, but I just couldn't. I couldn't talk. There was just something stopping me from talking every time I wanted to open my mouth. But. On Friday, and this is really funny, we're just doing yeah. this today. On Friday night, like, as I said, now we're paying them the guts of £500 a month now on top of paying a nanny, paying our bills. And, you know, I've looked at every child mm-hmm. possible, but I don't know what you would need the golden handshake sometimes to get, you know, and because I put, no, I put it out to the universe. Put it out to the universe, Heather. <laughs> he's always used to me doing mad, crazy things. He doesn't even acknowledge me sometimes. He says <laughs> I frustrate him that much. Uh, my husband's so different to me and everybody anybody that listens uh-huh. to this knows this we're like chalk and cheese and one day I was going down the road and I said what are you doing online bingo and I went whatever hell whatever you want I always have to consult him which draw, annoys me because I have to do it but I have to consult him just to make sure that they don't step me so and on Friday night 111 which one 1111 or 111 is always my golden number for some reason my angel number joined me on Friday night and we did an online yeah. bingo and I got 70 prizes donated from uh-huh. loads of people. And we made two and a half thousand. And on Friday, I had got the phone call from Cash wow. Kids on the morning to say their £4,000 grant had been rejected. And there on Friday night, the universe repaid me back by getting all my friends and family together and raising 2500 So as I say, wow, always that is fantastic. Time. I know. And sometimes I know you can get what you have experienced at big time that it just your dark days and you sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees and you're thinking, how the fuck am I going to get out of this? But always there is like always say, light at the end of the tunnel. Or a rose picture and that's what I say, you know, I get excited. Penny posts, you know, a little, like yeah. this morning I bought her a little game and it's putting, you know, a bone through a dog's mouth. That's my excitement for four years of age. It doesn't. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that there's days that I yeah. my Facebook and I see little girls the same age as her, and I see little girls sitting brushing their hair and no makeup, and I want to throw up. Yeah. But I think to myself, where were you, Heather? And where are you yeah. now? And where will you be next year? Where will you be the next year afterwards? And some days, whenever she's twenty, you might be exactly the same place. Yeah. Exactly, and even when you look at. As you say, in the, the the twelve weeks of that therapy and the big changes yeah. that you have seen in Penny in in that twelve weeks. That's why, and I think that's where like we need to stop looking at tomorrow and start looking at the month, six months, a year down the line, and things can change, and you could be exactly where you would you wanted to be when you were sitting in your darkest moments. You could actually even be mm-hmm. better. Oh, it's just, it's, uh, I, I have 
no words for you, Heather, apart from you are an amazing mother, human being. And, you know, sometimes it's easy to just throw the towel in and say, no, I, I can't. I just can't. But your resilience and your strength of well, character. I hope you keep going. That's all phenomenal. I want to do. And whenever I go for my week self-care, which I'm way to do to stuff today for myself, I pick my day, which the old tether wouldn't have done. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I'm off work. Mm-hmm. The kids are still in nursery school. And the nanny says, can I work? And I thought, you know what? You can work. And I went and had a lovely brunch. And I went for a lovely walk. And I met my friend. And I'm worried for a week. But then you feel energised. And you feel, right, okay, I can take on now whatever's sort of thrown at me today. Or tomorrow, whatever. I can I can deal with it yeah, because I felt my own cup. Back to the filling your own cup. I used to never do. I was to put everybody yeah. else in front of me, and now I've had to start looking after myself because I have to realise that I am, you know, I'm the captain of the ship, and you know, and if the captain's not there, the ship's going to sink. You are, and yeah. um, the ship is floating. <laughs> some days it sinks, some days it hits an iceberg, but I keep. <laughs> And someday we'll be on a lovely, sunny Caribbean cruise and we'll not know funny. anything about this life. <laughs> and have Sipping a quick, cocktails. I have a quick deal with all my and, mad, crazy things. Yeah. Because it's said, couldn't, we would be here for a year if I started to tell you all the madness that I've done. And uh, I even laugh sometimes at the things I've done. But you know what? It's been part of the journey. And we, we all have a journey. Absolutely. And it's neat. Yeah, and it's made you the person you are today. And I am delighted that you have found your voice again. And I'm delighted that Penny is heading in the right direction and with you pushing her. And hopefully someday I'll let (laughs) her listen to this and she'll laugh about it. Um, And as I always say, do you remember years ago, Amanda, you're probably like whenever your parents used to talk about such such and you know that way and down the road, oh, what they said about that way. I want my Penny to be that way. I want my Penny to be, you know that wee Wayne, they said such and such. Yeah. Sure, look at her today. And I believe it. I feel it. Yeah. And even whenever she is listening to it and hears the bit about you saying, well, she'll get her voice back. Maybe she'll be like her mother. And she'll go, so, and I'll say, I can tell you. you I'll be like my mother. Today. No, we should never talk to that doctor. <laughs> you know, and we do, we have to believe. And I think that's the big thing that I like to instill in people. Don't ever yeah. give up. Don't give up. No matter how hard it feels, no matter who tells you what, sit, listen to what's inside you. Listen to what's guided to you. Listen, look out for signs, symbols, people that come yeah. into your life. People don't come in by accident. They come in, no. And you don't need, and the amount of people there that are no accidents over these last two years that I would never have came across who have been, oh, my lifesavers. And the people that I phone and text when I'm in the worst way. And they snap me back into the right place. And they don't sympathise with me. They don't say, oh, can I have They tell me to get, fuck my ideas up. And, you know, they give me something to get over it. And they set me back on my journey. Yeah. And they remind you, as you say, of where you were this yes. time last year. And they year keep the reminding me. Sometimes you forget. You I forget where I am. I forget where I was even two years ago. I can't. Some, some yeah. days I wake up and go, I'm still stuck where I was. And then somebody goes, no, you're not. Because it's sometimes hard when you're still in a bad situation to not feel like you're yeah. so stuck. But there's certain people always kick me up the arse and go, get on it. Yeah, and there, and uh, I know sometimes you kind of, there are days when you're having a wee bit of a pity party and you maybe want somebody to go, oh, but you don't really want them to, to do that. That's all I you need. want and them to go, I'm right, come on. I'm people, it's called the wee army, and they give me that. And that's what I need. And that's the best support you can get. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it is. It's such an inspirational story and it, as I said at the start, I'm privileged that you are sharing it with me um, I am, and I'm delighted to share it with others and if it can, and that's what I, you know, the whole purpose behind this podcast is if somebody sharing their story can give another person a sense of hope who are currently going through something that they feel like it's their dark period and they're thinking, oh, fuck, I don't know what, I don't know, is there, you know, what's going to happen, or what's not going to happen, or 
will it all work out will it not to hear someone else no, no, who's, I'm, I'm not saying that you're you know, you're I'm, out the other I'm, side I know that you still have your yeah I, you still have your challenges to the head better you know but you're the person that has to heal. yeah and that is the big you know you have a lot of work it's a continuous it's a, like you you look after your car you have to look after your body and your mind Yeah, and funny, I was even um, who was chatting to Michelle, you know, life of a sweet mama. Um, I was chatting to her yesterday, and that's what she was saying. Like it's to the day you die, the personal development, the working on yourself, and all that kind of stuff. It 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 doesn't and just stop in say, a few say, months' oh, time. It's I continuous. Invest in your invest in your future. That's what I see. It you invest in the house. Why would you not invest in your the bricks and mortar that you're living in? So, but I. Good on yeah. well, Amanda. That's okay. So true. I hope to get to meet in real number yes, podcast Heather, thank virtually. You again and absolutely I will I look forward to that and look after yourself your and look after Penny and, and Riley. It's hilarious. I've folded you for the last year or two <laughs> and you have to be smile in the dark days. So you are forward oh. you're doing. Oh, Oh, thank you, Heather. I really appreciate that. No problem. So look after yourself and enjoy the rest of your... Don't forget to like, follow and subscribe. And remember, if talking about it has got you thinking about it and you would like to share your story, get in touch. Until next time, take care.